Well, when we think about what God has done for us, it is a transformation. He transforms us from one thing to another. Now, of course, I think of the, the great transformation, you know, that we are very much aware of is the caterpillar to um, a butterfly. On some, you know, some of the um, transformations are to moths, and, you know, the, some of the beautiful moths, are light, some of them are huge. And um, it's, it's, it's interesting how that, if you take that caterpillar when it's in its cocoon, and you cut it open, it's just liquid goo. There's nothing in there. There's <laughs> nothing in there, just, just gooey stuff. And it's like, how on earth are you going to get a butterfly out of that? And then, of course, the transformation takes place in the, in the, in the, in the, um, in the cocoon, in this, what's it called? Chrysalis, or I kept, chrysalis, yes. In the chrysalis, there's this transformation that takes place. And I wonder if in the ever little tiny brain of this animal, I'm going to fly, I'm going to fly, I'm going to fly. <laughs> or is there just this, you know, wow, I, I woke up one day and he, I, was going, I was going along, crawling around my own way with this insatiable appetite, eating everything I could, and the next thing I knew, I wake up and I got wings. What on earth is this? Well, I have the appetite, but I don't think I would have grown wings yet, so... But uh, so as we think about this transformation, well, we know that there is a transformation in us that Jesus Christ accomplishes. And that is our old nature and our sin nature is transformed into a divine nature, into the nature that is from above. And so Jesus Christ has died on the cross to forgive us of our, so that we could be forgiven of our sins and that we could be transformed. So it's something how that... We look at the cross of Jesus Christ, and it is a symbol, you know, here is an instrument of death, which to us is a symbol of life. It's a symbol of sacrifice, a symbol of which Jesus paid the price so that we could be transformed, that there would be this transformation <laughs> taking place inside of us. And Romans 12, it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So here we are in the transformation process. <laughs> and we're not gooey. <laughs> but that we are being, and we look at our lives and how that we are, not, we are not to be conformed. Do not allow the world around us to apply the pressure. <laughs> Here's another illustration is that the potter and the clay that the potter forms the clay on the, on the spinning wheel, and he forms the vessel. Do not be conformed to this world. Do not allow the world around us to conform us or form us to its image. So there is, a there is an image that the world around us, the places that we live, where we've been, our past, the, the events of life can put all of this pressure upon us to, to create a vessel out of this clay. Well, the Bible is saying, telling us, do not be conformed to this world. Do not allow the world, the, the, that which is around you, that which is temporal, temporary. Don't allow the temporary to mold and form the eternal. <laughs> you are an eternal being. God has 
breathed into you the breath of life, and that his word is what is to conform us to his image and to his likeness. So as we look full into the wonderful face of Jesus, what does it look like? Well, it looks like grace and mercy. It looks like forgiveness and love. It looks like transformation power. It looks like um, gifts of healing, of restoration, of blessing. It looks like God, you know, he ever lives to intercede for us. So we find all of these things going on as we look to Jesus. He represents all of those things to us. And so as we look at them, we see how that this transformation takes place by his grace, his mercy, the Holy Spirit. The story that Jesus uses, and, and he, he tells us in Matthew 13, 3, Jesus uses stories to help us understand transformation. Help us understand what it means to be transformed into a new image. Well, he says in, in this um, illustration, in this story, that he uses it about planting seeds and, and sowing seeds. Well, most Galileans and people in the Roman Empire would, would have known what it meant to plant seeds because most of them came from an agricultural society. You know, very few had jobs in the city. <laughs> they were all had their own patches of, of property and gardens and whatever they grew their, their, their livelihood on. So most would understand the analogy of planting seed. And Jesus uses this to tell us about the seed that is being sown is the word of God. A farmer went out to sow seed. And while he was scattering the seed, some of it fell on the road. The birds came and ate all the seed. Now, I know that the answer to these things comes in a few verses that Jesus uses them. But I, I, I was thinking of this, and I thought of individuals that you tell them about Jesus, you tell them about the word, and you throw, as it were, you throw the seed on the road. They just totally dismiss it. It's like, what's that? Just totally dismiss it. It doesn't plant. It doesn't grow. It's like if they had a broom, they'd sweep it off the path. You know? And they just totally dismiss it. It's like there's just nothing there. Well, in today's farming, we have, well, we have uh, plowing, but not so much anymore. We have uh, no-till, which is the, they go in and they don't plow the field. They just plant the field with these no-till planters. Well, in this day that Jesus is talking about here, they are, the farmer doesn't plow the field, he just scatters the seed. You know, never thought of that. But um, sometimes this was a, an agricultural practice at that time. Some farmers would, as it were, plow the field with their stick or harrow or in the ground and break it up. But in this story, there were those who would plant, throw the seed out, and then perhaps try and break up the ground for it to, to grow. So, the practice of sowing seed before plowing was part of what they did. So this was not unheard of for the sower goes out to sow seed. And some of the seed he plants goes on a path on the hard soil. Now, my mom always used to, we had, uh, when my dad was sick, um, you know, he had this severe infection in his legs. They almost, he almost had them amputated. Uh, and my mother planted this, I don't know how many acres of, 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 of uh, seeds she sowed. But, you know, you're supposed to take, you know, like a five-pound bag of this 
10, well, 50 pound bag of the seed. And you, you would put it in this bag and you would go through the field and twirl it. Well, my mom was supposed to put maybe 20 pounds on for these couple of acres. And she walked the whole thing. I mean, it wasn't, there was no tractor and, and, and uh, drill behind it. My mom walked the whole field. I mean, it was, it was, a, long, it was a long field. And she said there was never, never a field like that when it grew as much seed as what she did. Of course, my, my brother and my dad were yelling at her for planting 50 pounds of seed where she's only supposed to put 20. But she said it worked. <laughs> so... So she always brought, she always reminded them of that. Even when I went, you know, she did that when I was a young kid, but <laughs> and they would have a bad field where you didn't plant enough seed, you know. So she knew what she was talking about. But uh, if you've ever seen them, there's, they just put it over your shoulder, and there's a bag there, and there's a twirler on the bottom, and you just go back and forth, empty the thing, fill it up, empty it. It was a lot of work. I'm glad I wasn't old enough to do it. So anyhow, so anyhow, the, the farmer went out to sow seed. So they were throwing it out. And you don't have a lot, if you're broadcasting seed, you don't have a lot of control over where it goes. It isn't like you're dropping this. This is seed, you throw it out there. Um, if any of you have, uh, whenever, I, whenever I had a, a lawn and grass, you know, some people would always say, how do you get your grass to do so well? I said, you plant grass. Well, how do you get rid of the weeds? You plant grass. How do you get rid of the bare spots? You plant grass. So <laughs> the answer is still the same. You just keep on planting grass, you know. And I would do that every year, just keep on planting grass. Well, in this case, we find where Jesus is using the seed to let us know or let people know what was going on. The other seed fell on rocky ground. Well, um, well, this says, uh, where there was not enough dirt, it grew fast because the soil was not deep. But when the sun rose, it burned the plants. The plants died because they did not have deep roots. I liken this to people that no matter what is in their life, nothing lasts. Everything grows, nothing lasts. You know, they're, you know, they've got this going, and this is the project of the month club. This is, they got it going. They found the new idea. This is great. And, you know, next month you see them, and you say, well, what, what's going on? Oh, that's gone. <laughs> well, I liken that to these individuals. Then, verse 7, <clears throat> some other seed fell among the thorns. The weeds grew and stopped the good plants from growing. Well, this, this one I liken to, you know, we're going to have Jesus, his answer in just a few moments here as we get there in the scripture. But I liken this to the people who everything is a path to God. <laughs> you know, everything is a path to God. This is a path to God, the trees, the stars, the energy. This, everything is a path to God. It's all one. This, these are the thorny people. Everything grows but the truth. The truth of God's word gets choked out by all of the weeds. <laughs> weeds and seeds. <laughs> it's not the seed of the word. It all gets choked out. And so, they, yeah, they're accepting. Oh, yes, we, we're, acceptance of the word of God, accepting how the God. Yeah, the scriptures are great. But when it comes down to it, it's just thrown into the thorns. 
And, and they allow everything to greet. It was almost like my uh, garden that I grew once. I planted the garden, and then I s- stayed back and waited to see which one won. The plants or the weeds? <laughs> the weeds won. <laughs> yeah, I, I was not planning on, on living off of my garden, but, you know, it's just one of those things. The weeds won. Well... We find also here that Jesus concludes this section by saying, Some seed fell on good ground, and there it grew and made gain. Some plants made a hundred times more grain, some sixty times more grain, and some thirty times more grain. Well, good and fertile soil, good fertile soil has a way of growing things. It just, it's like, it's, Magic, but it's not magic. It's the soil has a way of allowing the root system. It's interesting, if you've ever um, pulled, a, pulled a seed out of the ground, you know, it's root system, the roots, you can see the long roots or semi-long roots or whatever they are, but on that roots, there's all these little fibers, all these little hairs. And then on top of that, you can't see it, but there's more in there. And all of these things are absorbing things in the soil. Absorbing the soil, absorbing from the soil everything it needs for the plant to grow. And if you look close enough, if you're out in a cornfield now and you see these corn stalks, you know, over your head, if you pull one of them out and you dig far enough up in there to the center, there's a little kernel. Still there. And everything has come from that little kernel. But if that little kernel was on a hard path, birds got it. (laughs) If that little kernel was on rocky soil, rocky ground, it died out. It just lay in there dead. There's little plants come up and it died. Bushes, the thorns, it's consumed. It will have nothing. It won't produce anything. But the good ground... It will find a way to develop and grow and put roots where it needs to go so that what it, what it is meant to be will grow and produce ears of corn. Well, Jesus says, you people who hear me, listen. Jesus is telling the story because he has something that he's trying to teach them. The followers came to Jesus. Why do you use these stories to teach us, teach these things? You know, why are you telling us stories? Why don't you give us something important? (laughs) Why don't you tell us something that really means something? And you see, when these stories are given, Jesus is trying to get them to move from what they know to something that they really don't understand yet. But Jesus is going to help them make the the, the transformation to transfer them from this to the spiritual part. And they're scratching their head and saying, that's a dumb story. We all know what happens to a, to a farmer sowing seed. Well, some of the rabbis at that time would use parables and stories to teach, and some of them would not connect the dots. Some of them wouldn't tell them exactly what it meant. Jesus answered, he said, only you, verse 11, only you can know the secret truths about God's kingdom. Those other people cannot know these secret truths. Well, the people who have the hard pack path, people who have the rocky soil, just enough to cover to get started, those whose lives are filled with everything, 
and nothing. The mystery of the kingdom of God is still a secret because they haven't allowed themselves, they haven't allowed the truth of God's word to penetrate the soil of their life. And so they're still stuck. They look at, you know, what's the, what's the use of a story? What's the use of, of, of a farmer planting seed? What good is that? Well, verse 12. The people who have some understanding will be given more. In our life, what we're looking for is, okay, what does that, how does that make it into my life? How does a story like this make it past my hard pack or make it through the, you know, breaking up the stones and making, tearing out the weeds? How does, it get, how does it make its way into my heart? And we find that God is willing. He will turn our stony hearts into flesh. He will turn us into a person who can be receptive, but we've got to have some understanding that Jesus is trying to tell me something. Now, this isn't a revelation from the, the, the stars. It is the word of God spoken to our heart that speaks to our spirit that gives us comfort, peace, strength, help. I can do this. I can make it. I can see myself through this. Why? Because what we've begun to understand begins to grow. It begins to grow. Did you know, uh, I, didn't, I didn't know this either, that corn, just for corn plants, doesn't it seem like they just shot up? Corn, they, and this is what I, I heard this on YouTube, so it must be correct. You know, it's got to be true. Corn will double in size every week. So if you see it four inches, it'll be eight. If it's eight, it'll be 16. If it's 16, it'll be 32. So in, you know, in, a, in a month's time, whoa, it's, a, it's 60 some inches high. So what we find that is it begins to grow and it grows exponentially. Well, in our lives, the word of God grows exponentially. It just continues to multiply. Notice that the seed, some 100, some 60, some 30, it's a multiplication of one. In our life, God is multiplying the word, multiplying its effectiveness in the good soil. People who have some understanding will be given more. So you're here. <laughs> you're listening. You're reading the scriptures. You have some understanding of what this is about. And God is saying, that's good. I'm going to give you more. And I'm going to keep adding to that more and more so that what you have will continue to grow to reap a harvest in your soul, in your life that will make an eternal difference for you and your family. Those who do not have much understanding will lose it. Well, wait. Well, God, can't you give them some of mine? <laughs> no. You see... When people have a hard pack that's nothing but a path that is you know, stamped hard by animals and people, sometimes people's lives are so hard, they won't accept anything. They're so distorted by the hard pack, people walking over them, people hurting them, 
people, they're so caught up in what, what people have done to them, they never allow the truth of God's healing and, and virtue to walk in their life. And those who don't understand refuse to understand unless it's a divine act of God. And so, but we keep on planting. We keep on <laughs> looking for that crack that the seed will fall into. You know, the... Um, we have trees, sometimes, we, have, we had a tree a couple of years ago growing in the wall of, of, of the lot that we have. That tree would send its root between their bricks, separate it. Trees can break, can break, uh, break stone, break things apart because it gets in there and it just continues to apply pressure. One of the, the old um, stonemasons, they would go out on the hill in the wintertime they would drill with a hammer and a, a chisel. They would drill, a, as it were, drill a hole into these big, big rocks, and they would drill it in a line. They would fill it up with water, come back in the spring, and take a piece out because they left the water freeze and thaw, freeze and thaw. It would break the rock, which they couldn't do, but the water would. So in our lives, we don't know how God is going to work in people's lives, so we want to have the water working, the water of the Word, the Scripture working. And so we, don't, we just keep putting it out there in the freeze and thaw perspective. God is a way of working it into the hearts and lives of people. So those who don't have much understanding will lose it. This is why I use these stories to teach the people. They see, but they don't really see. They hear, but they really don't hear. <laughs> you know, they know. What on earth does a farmer have to do with living? <laughs> Verse 18. So listen to the meaning of the story about the farmer. So the disciples, Jesus goes with them. The disciples, okay, tell us what this is about. Every, I mean, we know farm, plant, seed, you know, the grows, whatever. But what does this mean for us? Verse 19. What about the seed that fell on the path? Okay, Jesus, tell us about this. What about the seed that fell on the path? That is like the people who hear the teachings about God's kingdom but do not understand it. The evil one comes and takes away what was planted in their hearts. So not only are they willing to dismiss it, the devil comes along, the birds come along and eat it. That, that which the society world comes along, takes it away. You see, we can't dismiss the word. We may not understand what it means, but it's, it has a meaning. And because I don't understand it now doesn't mean I won't understand it in the future. Doesn't mean that I won't have a situation in which, boom, there it is. That's what it means. So we don't dismiss the word. with God, I don't, I don't understand this one. That's okay. Isaiah said, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. So whenever we are praying for people, and whenever we are spreading the seed of God's word, God tells us that his word will not return void. It will accomplish something. It will grow something in their life. We have to believe that. We have to believe that God will, God will do a work in the life of the people that will fall into that crack <laughs> because 
If they don't listen, we're going to hit them over the head with a frying pan and they will get it. There'll be a crack there. (laughs) No, that's not what I mean. (laughs) No hitting over heads with frying pans. Well, some, if some Sunday I come in and give everybody a frying pan, you know what I'm preaching about. <laughs> this is evangelism. <laughs> it's an evangelistic tool. We're going to take care of these people today. So the soil is one's life towards the gospel. So the second, verse 20. And what about the seed that fell on rocky ground? This is like the people who hear the teachings and quickly and gladly accept it. But they do not let the teachings go deep into their lives. They keep it only a short time, and as soon as trouble or persecution come because of the teachings they accept, they give up. They got just enough soil to get it going, but you know what? Nothing grows in their lives. It's no matter what you do there, yeah, that's exactly what I need. And... Where where are they at? Well, I need something more. What you gave me didn't work. Well, it worked for a little bit, but it just didn't work. It just died. Because there's no root system. There's no way that they allow the the strength of the Word of God and the Spirit of God to penetrate and to put, as it were, the the seeds wrap itself around the the nutrients. You know, in in corn, (laughs) farmer here, Two inches down, two inches over. Corn goes down two inches. The fertilizer goes two inches over and down. Why? So that if you put it on top of the corn, it'll burn it up. But once it starts growing, the roots will find the fertilizer. It gets a shot of power. The nitrogen, the, the fertilizer, it, it feeds the roots, and the roots feed the plant, and it just starts growing. And that little bit of fertilizer that's two inches over, if it were put on top of it, would burn it up. So sometimes we've got to look, and people have their lives so hardened underneath. They got this, you know, fluffy dirt on top, just a little bit. The seeds will start and then just die, because there's no, nothing beneath them. It's just always the same. 22, verse 22. What about the seeds that fell among the thorny weeds? This is like the people who hear the teachings about, uh, hear the teaching, but let worries about this life, the love of money, stop it from growing so it does not produce a crop in their lives. Everything grows, but nothing produces. We believe in everything, (laughs) but we have nothing of eternal value. So, when you're thinking about gardening, gardening, we go to the, the uh, what are they, those shops where they have gardens, you know, go fresh produce, fresh, fresh produce. You can go to these fresh produce stations and pick things up and buy them. What ha- people have had their gardens and their truck patches and they've grown all these things. They bring them there for you to buy. Why? Because they have planted them, nurtured them, and it grows and it has fruit. So listen to the meaning of the story about the farmer. Verse 23. But what about the good seed? What about the good ground? You see, that's where the truck patches come from. 
The people who are individuals who are making a help to make or subsidize their lives by what they grow. They, they, they look at the soil, they nurture the soil, they, they do everything to keep the soil perfect and working well. They plant it, they protect it from the, the little bugs to the big bugs, you know. This is good ground. This is like people who hear the word, hear the teaching, and understand it. They hear the word and they understand. That's the difference. We're not, trying to, we're not trying to say, well, you know, I think he's preaching to so-and-so. I was going to say in the back row, but that's just Tabby and, you know, and uh, Glenda. It's, it's for them. <laughs> you know, preacher, I just go right on back. It's not for me. It belongs to the people in the back row. <laughs> well, we find that our life, is, it's all about us. Maybe a little bit, maybe a lot, but it's all about me and allowing the word of God that says to me, that I'm never alone, that grows into my heart. Pray about everything. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. These are the truths of God's word that grow in our lives. And, you know, it's not like, we don't want to be like the, the guy who is the hard pack. Oh, yeah, everything works out to good. This doesn't work out to good. Look at all the good that has happened. See, the hard pack, the rocky, stony ground. But to the good ground, it is God saying to my life, it's going to be okay. Not because we trust in fate, but because we trust in the Word. And the Word was, is life. The Word is Jesus Christ. The Word will never pass away. And as that Word grows in our life and we pray about it, it's like the, this, the roots reaching the fertilizer and it begins to grow. You know, it begins to grow in our life, and so we have an understanding. And what happens to the roots? It splits the rocks. It breaks apart those stony things. <laughs> you know, it breaks up that which would cause us to doubt and to fear. And so for our life, we are to believe that the Word of God has something very special for us. And that makes us good ground. Because you see... They grow and produce good crops, sometimes a hundred times more. Wow, a hundred times more. A hundred times more. I like that. I like that. A hundred times more. And you see, in our lives, God can do that. God can grow that in our life in an abundance beyond what we could ever ask or think. So as we start putting the, the, the other scriptures together with the seed, you know, there's nothing impossible with God. Oh, that's fertilizer for my seed that God is going to take care of me. That God is going to multiply it a hundredfold. Oh, that's more fertilizer for the seed to grow into, to make it work, to make it grow taller, to make it grow stronger. So as I allow the word of God to live, it's alive and it's active. It's growing inside of me and it's going to produce multiple, multiple, multiple times over because the Holy Spirit is the one who provides the nutrients to our soul. And when problems come, rains come, storms come, no problem. Our plant can sustain it. <laughs> our plant can grow through anything because nothing is impossible with God. Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-six says, a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. 
And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. You see, so for those we pray for that are hardened-hearted people, God says he can give them a new heart. He can give them a new nature. He can give them a new beginning so we never stop praying because that seed of believing that God is going to save their soul just got reached some fertilizer there. <laughs> They're going to get saved. And Ezekiel, the word says, that I will give them a heart of flesh. Oh, yeah. That just shoots the strength right into that verse, right into that scripture. God is doing that in our life. So here's the truth about the seed. Some fell on the path hard. Nothing gets through it. Some fell on the rocky ground where there's just a little surface dirt that grows and then dies because it can get no roots. Everything is never, nothing ever works. Then there's people who believe in everything, the thorny patch, the weeds and stuff, and they throw the word of God in there with among everything else. Nothing grows. But for you and I, we got a head start because we're here and we're hearing the word and there's good soil in our spirit and in our life, and the Word of God grows. The Spirit plants the Word. Our Heavenly Father is the one who takes care of the... He's the husbandman. He's the one who takes care of the garden, the crop, because it's going to produce a hundredfold. Wow, that's quite a garden. That's quite a life that God is doing, working in and through us. Amen? Father, I thank you that you hear our prayers. And God, you inspire, inspire our lives, inspire our thoughts, inspire your word to our lives in such a way that the plant grows. It's nurtured. And no matter what happens, the plant is going to produce a great crop. So do not let our faith fail. Do not let our hope grow dim. But by knowing the empty tomb and him that we call our Lord, we know that all things are possible. We know that in the resurrection, we will live also. So, Lord, what have we got to lose? We've got life eternal. Now we share it knowing that you will do a new thing in us and in the lives for whom we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. God bless you.